Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Hey, Jordan Harbinger here. Subscribe to the only show that will show you how to apply the world's greatest ideas from the most striking minds. After presenting more than a thousand interviews, I couldn't be more compelled to introduce you to the Jordan Harbinger Show. We've got spies and CEOs, athletes and authors from Kobe Bryant to Malcolm Gladwell, Tony Hawk and Howie Mandel to the chairman of Google, founders of LinkedIn and Instagram, antiquities smugglers, con men, brilliant scientists, national heroes, and even the head of the CIA. Listed as Apple's best of 2018 and countless other awards that, let's be honest, you probably don't care about right now. So come and have a listen for yourself and join me as we exploit the superpowers of the world's most incredible thinkers, amazing achievers, and iconic change makers with their insights delivered right into your mind. You'll get that blueprint of their brilliance each week so that you can learn to live what you listen. Subscribe right now to The Jordan Harbinger Show, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you're listening now. Napa know-how. Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. Or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply. Hey guys, Perry here. Before we continue with today's episode of Collider Movie Talk, let me ask you a question. Have you ever played Forge of Empires? Forge of Empires is a city-building game and also one of our sponsors for today's episode. In the game, you can guide a village through the different epics of human history from the Stone Age to the future. Through skillful planning on the battlefield, you can expand your sphere of influence and create an impressive empire. What's more, there are continuous content updates to ensure years of fun together with millions of players around the world. And guess what? You can switch between browser, iOS, and Android devices at any time while playing Forge of Empires. If you're new to the game, I have some great news because for a limited time, Collider fans can go to forgeofempires.com backslash Collider and get a bonus of 10 $10 worth of diamonds. So download the game today by clicking the link in the description section of this episode in order to get yourself a $10 starter package. This will give you 650 diamonds to start building your own empire. Diamonds are virtual in-game currency, no cash payout, only for new registrations, not transferable. Simply go to forgeofempires.com backslash collider now, download, install, click claim gift, and get your 650 diamonds right from the start napa know-how get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned napa because right now when you order from napa online you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend 35 dollars or more quality parts delivered quickly and safely that's napa know-how napa know-how at participating stores standard ground shipping and exclusions apply it's that little Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. 
All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Welcome to Movie Talk. Today, we've got a brand new teaser poster for the new Joker movie. And then after that, it's going to be some Avengers conversation, then some Avengers conversation, more Avengers Endgame conversations. And then we'll take your live Twitter questions. That is our lineup today. It is a good one. And we have two excellent panelists to talk about it all. Koi, Jay, I'm so happy you're here. I'm happy to be here with Koi and you, Perry. It's so amazing. There's going to be a lot of energy in here. There will be. (laughs) And someone has something really big to celebrate because you guys saw that promo at the very beginning of Movie Talk. And hopefully you have watched the full comic book shopping episode because, Koi, job well done. Job well done. Let the record show I am of of normal human size. Zach is just a superhero. So (laughs) all 6'5 of him with build makes me look like a hobbit. But, yeah, that was was such an honor. Um, Comic book shopping is actually my favorite show on Collider. Not to pick favorites, but I just did. Uh, And it's one I rewatch. And and what John was able to do with bringing comics to the masses was it's like a life goal of mine. So to do the show is such an honor. And and to get to be a kid in a candy store with Zach in a comic store was the best because the only guy with more comics energy than me is Zach. So just us two in that playground was amazing. Uh, and I can't wait for more with you guys. So please keep tweeting me. I love everything you guys have said. You've been amazing. Uh, and the YouTube comments, and everything else, just, just keep sharing it. Cause we want to make more for you guys with you guys and buy comics and hmm. support comic books. Cause that was, that was the absolute best. I second all that. And another round of applause for our production and editing team who worked super hard on that. And it came out great. <laughs> all right. Jumping into the very first story of the day, because one of the first things that kind of dropped today, Avengers related is a brand new trailer that basically accompanied the pre-sale tickets that happened today as well. We're going to get into that. This new trailer, though, it put a little bit of a spotlight on Thanos. We've seen a whole bunch of promotional materials. We've sat at this desk on numerous episodes of Movie Talk and we've theorized how is Thanos going to be involved in Endgame? And I'm curious, guys, what did this trailer do for you? Jay, let's start with you. Did this trailer change your opinion on how Thanos is going to be incorporated into the Endgame story? No, I think I think it's just the same way. He would be there. He'd be rebounding and recovering from what we saw in Infinity War. But from what it looks like, I think we may not see him until Act Two. Hmm. I don't think we'll see him in the. We might see a little bit of him in the beginning, but we may not see much of him until the second act because it looks like that first act will be about the Avengers trying to deal with everything that's happened. You know, trying to figure out how to regroup themselves and get themselves together. But I'm I'm such a fan of what they did anyway. This story is. compelling excuse me but also the fact that he looks healed up completely with his armor on and i was like okay so he's still ready to fight Mm -hmm. you know no matter what so it just for me i'm just thinking like oh it's not going to start with him like it did in infinity war infinity war started with him wrecking shop on the uh ship from asgard i just think this one this time it's like maybe the second act you might get a bit of them, but you'll get more of them in the second act, leading into the third act. I actually think you might be right. I I was initially thinking that somehow they would limit Thanos' involvement in the story and focus a little more on this being a send-off for the original mm-hmm. Avengers who might not continue on with the franchise, where it's less about them fighting a big bad and more so about the
about them trying to save their friends. But the way you put it makes a whole lot of sense. And, you know, really, this trailer did change my opinion because clearly that's the direction I was heading in before <laughs> this trailer. And now it's very clear to me that there is going to be some sort of battle between them. Mm-hmm. And that battle has to be the culmination of it. Although then I remember back to when they're saying, oh, we're only showing footage from the first 15 minutes. So if that's the case, what does this even mean? I don't know. Now I've just confused myself. (laughs) I I don't really think that's the first 15 minutes. I I don't think that whole thing total is the first 15 minutes because if that be the case, we've seen the entire 15 minutes through all the different trailers and TV spots we've seen. They've done a pretty good job. If, If They've done two trailers that were full trailers, one that was a half, and then one that's a minute. So that's we're looking at like five minutes. And but, so and much of that footage is right, right. old material, too. A lot of it was like old and colored and stuff Absolutely. like that. But it still it, it puts the story together. It starts seeing different things. You know, now we saw Pepper, which was a big shock because everybody mm-hmm. was wondering, did Pepper not make it? Mm-hmm. But we remember that they filmed some stuff that isn't actually going to be in the movie. This is I true. think the Iron Man stuff huh. is an intentional mislead. I think the Pepper reunion, I think the moment with him looking at that picture of Peter, I think the moment with him and Cap, I think all what? three of those. I'll tell you why him and the Peter one, I agree with that because I don't remember him ever taking a picture with Peter. Uh, I think it was in Homecoming. I think you took that picture like that. I think I don't know. I haven't rewatched Homecoming yet. That's I got to rewatch. Mega, okay, I'm rewatching. Twenty one movie rewatch. Okay. That's coming. Fifty nine hours. Well, I was hours. reading something about one of the shots of Cap them having done something digitally, like maybe changing the colors again, which is something they've done a lot in this marketing campaign of his suit, mm-hmm. so that you mm-hmm. don't know that time travel is involved, even though we have those set photos or you know the the un Disney approved set photos <laughs> from one of their millions of days of shooting. And we've also got the three different hairstyles of Scarlett Johansson. Mm-hmm. We've also got all the different misleads with the so beard. so many different ha- hairstyles. And I think that's very intentional. That and I, intentional. I also, and, and I get a lot of crap my interdimensional theories, which I don't know about, but there's also a lot of misleads that are that are conscious. Like the moment with Spider-Man is obviously not at a heartstrings, but I think it's a mislead because I don't think they'd show the actual reunion of Pepper Potts and Captain America in a minute-long trailer. Like that seems to me like an intentional, you know what I mean? Like those are such big moments. Well, I, I, I agree, but I, here's the reason I disagree. I, they show, they've shown us Tony being back. You know, I want, that was one of the things we were wondering. How right. does he get back? We've seen Tony back with the group in numerous occasions now. Right. So it's possible with that. Like I said, I don't remember the photo, mm-hmm. but it's possible. But the, also the rocket, when you see Nebula sitting down with Rocket, mm-hmm. and it looks like she's telling him everybody's gone, mm-hmm. and he just has that look. Because he remember, he lost Groot right next to him, and everybody else is gone. So it's so much. And again, with the Russo saying, hey, we're not giving you everything. But people have to remember that in Infinity War, we got a bunch of shots in the trailer that were never in a movie. That shot where they were running through Wakanda mm-hmm. yeah. with the Hulk, Falcon, uh, War Machine, and everything. They weren't in the film. So I would. Can you imagine if the white suit shot is that shot from this campaign? I hope it's not. I've been thinking about this a lot since our last movie talk where it was actually the headline of the show just how we feel about the idea of manipulating footage to basically not spoil things in a full feature and while I'll always applaud someone for making a trailer that can get you to want to see a movie without spoiling anything I don't like the idea of being manipulated but where I started to think about it differently is that even though I'm sitting here harping on a trailer right now the second I get into that movie theater and I'm sitting there and the movie starts Usually, especially like thinking back to how I felt during Avengers Endgame, all of it kind of just melts away anyway. So I don't really have the chance to process the feeling of being jerked around after the fact, (laughs) if that makes any sense. I think what this is, is Marvel, Disney, the Russos just saying, hey, we know you're excited. We're going to amp up that level some more Mm -hmm. because now we're in April. 
Right, and I, I'd like to be manipulate, manipulated. I think they should film full they know what scenes doing. that are not in the movie. And I also like but they've this, done that too. Think that's what I'm saying. They said like, done it. This shot right behind Jay here, I don't think Hawkeye's even in that shot. Right in front of Don Cheadle, the way he gets yeah, up and moves. Ronan over there, yeah. yeah, I think Ronan just opts out. I think that's a that's a digitally manufactured shot. I don't think Jeremy Renner's in that frame. I really believe you because I understand Rocket is a CGI character. Mm-hmm. But look but how it looks like he's just put in this shot. So I'm curious if there's going to be like Hawkeye manipulation. I'm curious if there's characters in the like the the shot the shuttle shot with the, everyone sitting there. Don't. I'm that's my favorite shot. I'm wondering how many people aren't actively actually Aww. in that scene in the spaceship well, because what a brilliant you've see, got everyone on set you've was, got someone sitting. But it down, works. You film it for thirty that seconds. That was one of the reasons why I was so bummed in particular about that shot of them running through uh, the jungles of Wakanda is just because when I saw that trailer I immediately went and made a gif of that and said this is my favorite shot of the trailer. <laughs> that's the one instant where I remember even yeah. after I see and love the movie and you know I can't say that that cockpit shot had that same exact effect mm-hmm. just because it, it, it wasn't as visually stimulating as that other shot was but that was probably my favorite visual still of this trailer just seeing them all together there. Do you remember Age of Ultron how we'd seen so much by the time the TV spots were out that's yeah. one of the other examples for me like that movie I think the marketing was overdone to the point where I remember watching Age of Ultron and I actually got to watch it in South Africa which was crazy so I like got to see that scene and then neighborhood that like where they filmed all mm-hmm. the destruction in south wow. africa so i was watching a movie in a location that was alien to me. it was crazy and i saw it four days before america it was red anyway Boom. uh but i remember piecing together the scenes from the trailer because my brain had just walked through that area so i was like oh i just saw that and it distracted me from the movie hmm. because the entire time i was like oh this is just an assemblage of scenes from the trailer and i was just filling in the dots so i would rather than make up scenes and have completely new scenes that aren't in the movie that way i don't have the association of my experience with them in the trailer completely lied to me marvel give well, me all your the lies. thing with the, with the spot in the spaceship in the milano is like you see scarlett johansson with the red hair mm-hmm. that's one of the things you don't see any like you don't see the quantum suits you just see their regular suits and they're just there and it's like first of all how did the milano get back to earth is that the milano the benatar the benatar i'm sorry the benatar excuse me how did the benatar get back to earth how did you know i how assume did get- tony brings it yeah, but he was floating. Remember the original promo we see? He's floating in space with no power. Oh, that might be fake. You, you see what I'm saying? It's two different. <laughs> he's in space with no if power. If that Hamlet scene is fake, I'll just be like, yes. But I you, literally, if every single shot they've shown is a lie, I'll be so happy. Oh, I would be happy too. That'd be amazing. But you know what I'm saying? It's certain things like that. Like, how does he get back? How do Tony and Nebula? Because we've never saw at first Tony and Nebula on the Benatar together. Now, all of a sudden, they come back to Earth together. Right. And he was like all the drama of that first trailer. If he just. It's just him by himself. And if we see a trailer of him and Pepper Potts in a one minute, that completely undermines the first trailer. It it completely undermines it. So they switch a lot of things up. Again, just seeing him in the Benatar like that, Scarlett Johansson, red hair. All of a sudden, old suits. With only one in a full, full suit is Rhodey without the hood on. Tony isn't even in the suit unless he's still he's still using the nano yeah, suit, yeah. but you see Rhodey with the full War Machine suit on. So it's like, it's different things they did in this whole trailer. I think the most important scene in the trailer people aren't even talking about, because it's maybe four or five frames, it is Cap I, or Iron Man, Cap, and Thor. Yes. The, the Trinity walking to their death. The Trinity walking to their the death. The Trinity walking to the end. And that's what that is. That is the. I think that's the most important scene in the trailer, and it's not getting nearly enough attention. I think that is how we lose the original Avengers. It, I think they sacrificed themselves, and I think they showed yes. it in four or five frames. And I think that moment, I was like, no, 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 no. And then it was the end. Of the but film. nobody really exactly caught it unless you watched it again. Mind. You had to pay attention. It was like, wait, who's that? Who's walking? Yeah. Who's feet are they? Who's feet are who's got that you, cape? Who's boot? And you're like, oh my god, it's the original. It started with the three. Yep. It'll end with with the three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not a coincidence that the one that changes the most in this trailer is Black Widow that has a movie coming out. 
Exactly. There's a lot of because we don't even here. know where her movie is going to be set. at. remember, we still are trying to figure that time frame out. We don't know if it's going to be a prequel. We don't know if it's going to follow after Endgame. We have zero idea about the plot, and we won't find out until after Endgame is released, at least for a month. And dude, I'll be tinfoil hat scroll. Interdimensional. I'm still, a, I'm, still on a cro- I'm still on a scroll kick. I think she's been no. a scroll still, since Winter Soldier. I'm still really? on a scroll kick. After Winter Soldier, she's like, I'm going to go underground. She was back in the next movie, completely acting different, different hairstyle, yep. moving different. I get that you can change your hairstyle. That is a thing that people do. But, <laughs> and is, but this time, doing it three times in <laughs> one movie seems a little bit Wait, much. wait, just to clarify, are you both saying that she is a scroll? I think it's an I option. Be- I believe she's a scroll. I, when, I saw the blonde, <laughs> when I saw the blonde hair for the first time in Infinity War, I was like, she's a scroll. She's I'm a scroll. Just, I think that manipulating our feelings is a great. And point. I get, and I get, they all were changing their appearance, with the exception of Sam. Because <laughs> think about beard. it. Because yeah, okay. Because uh, remember, <laughs> Cap grew the full beard. All of a sudden, Black Widow was blonde, and now Sam was just, "Hey man, just give me a shape." That's literally what Falcon had. So I'm really curious now to see what scenes with Captain Marvel and Black Widow are like. Because there's a, there, it's a slim possibility, but there is that added variable of they did just introduce scrolls. Now I don't know if I felt like they introduced it in a way that kind of like closed the book on the idea of because like remember when we found out Captain Marvel would have scrolls, everyone's like, well, which favorite Avenger is really a scroll? Right. I thought the way they handled that storyline and it made it so specific to those specific scrolls that it closed so, the book on the mystery game. But that is intentional, I think, because of how many scrolls they mentioned. Like they said, they, there's. I don't think they closed it. Yeah, I think more so they introduced. They set, they set up the Super Scrolls coming later on. I don't necessarily mean they closed it. Like, we'll never get Scrolls mm-hmm. again within the MCU. I just meant from almost like like a, a screenwriting perspective mm-hmm. that they created that as such a contained version of that story that they they basically didn't introduce it or at least introduce it more heavily in a way that would suggest you need to leave Captain Marvel with this idea of like looking at everybody under a microscope. It's like I didn't leave with that feeling at all. What better way to be surprised than if someone dies and they turn into the scroll than, than you not thinking they're good guys. Like if we, if we assume there's a positivity, if we assume the scrolls have a button, then all of a sudden if something changes, that feels more like the comics. Because in the comics, it's always a shocker and it's always such a visual tell. I wouldn't, if I was Marvel, I wouldn't want people paranoid. I wouldn't want them going into things wondering if their Avenger was. I'd rather it be another surprise. Once again, there's a 2% chance any of this is possible. <laughs> Is it even it two? Is, it's like, is it even two? It's even two. It's even two. are fun, though, and we but only have a few more weeks to go. We it's might three as well weeks till, so it's really fun for me because it's three weeks until our life changes forever. The Infinity Saga <laughs> ends, 22 movies, 11 years of our lives are all about to change, so I will take all of the scorn of saying tinfoil hat theories because I think it's more fun I'll to take be like... All, I'll take all this heat. I, just, I think it's more fun to be like, this is crazy, what might happen, and... Because nobody has any idea. And yeah. we're actively talking about scrolls and theories and the future and time travel and all of this... dimensions and different things, so I'll take all this hate. It's mad at me with this. At <laughs> me. And keep lying to me. <laughs> many might think that it's changing lives is going to be a, a big statement, maybe too big of a statement, but given how all the pre-sales went today, I don't know. I think that is kind of applicable here because our second story is all about the pre-sales for Avengers Endgame tickets. They went online today and uh, there was some chaos. I mean, people got tickets, which is a thing. I mean, really, this thing kind of broke the internet it or a whole bunch of different of corners of the internet. It's absolutely crazy. And Fandango sent out a press release today, and they're saying that Endgame crushed the record set by Star Wars The Force Awaken for the first day U.S. sales record, and it crushed that record within six hours, which is just crazy <laughs> to me. So it is official. Avengers Endgame 
Endgame is the top-selling title in its first 24 hours of sales on Fandango. All right, first question for you guys. Did you guys buy Avengers Endgame tickets this morning? And... Did you have any problems? I woke up at 5.55 a.m. Of course you did. Of course you did. I uh, prepared myself to get tickets. I then logged into AMC A-List, which did not work. And then I waited for two hours, and I refreshed, and I loaded, and I read a book. And then you lost your place in line. Yeah, because I didn't want to use my phone because I was afraid that was part of the problem. So I put my phone down, and then I came back to my phone, and it was, like, disconnected. It like I was just in that red screen yep. where it just showed the blanks. This sounds so, like it's worse than Hotel Apocalypse for uh, SDC. It was like Burning Man tickets. Anyone that goes to Burning Man knows. It was like Burning Man tickets. So I got never, back in line. Never been to Burning Man. I had a whole Don't thing. Know what that is. It was. Don't it's like SDCC meets Hotel Apocalypse. <laughs> so, uh, so I ended up giving up and actually going in person to buying tickets. I literally. Wow. I That's went, what somebody tweeted. I went 1994 this. and I drove and I picked up tickets at a box office. It disturbs me that that being an option never goes. Good <laughs> <laughs> right now. Well, you. Perry's like, wait a minute. You can do that. <laughs> you can go in person. I went analog. Like I went analog. Long ago that we were doing that. Yeah, I don't know that, where my mind is right Because it was before the phone and before the internet. So I went and pr- I didn't want to try the It was phone, called so went, face-to-face communication. <laughs> I went to That's a box how office. Things work. That's how things work. why they call it a box office. Someone sits in a box and sells you things. <laughs> I went. So, so here's, here's my story. Um, I got up this morning. And I was like, I'm going to go ahead and try on both of my phones. I have two phones that were connected to the Wi-Fi. I was with both. I went to the AMCA list. And I was like, get it. And it just went, your place in line. First, I was like, your place in line is over an hour. I was like, okay, it shouldn't be that long. Then I looked at how long the green thing stayed at the same spot. And an hour and a half had passed. I said, is my internet not working? I went and checked the router in my apartment and then I could not get through for over three hours so I tweeted out I can't get no uh I couldn't get these tickets and I put up the gift of Simba after Mufasa died going help someone help because I could not get them and luckily shout out to PJ Campbell who was like I got an extra ticket if you want to go and I gave him the gift of Dave Chappelle and Rick James going give it to me baby because that's that's now how I'm going to see in game round of applause for PJ He always comes through. Um, You guys weren't alone on this. So apparently what happened is if you logged into Fandango, you might have found yourself in a virtual queue for some theater chains, and you probably had to wait a while. AMC's website and ticketing app appeared to be down because of the high demand, and Adam Tickets was actually prepared for this rush, but a spokesperson for that company told CNN Business that Endgame sold three times more tickets on its site in the first hour of pre-sales than Infinity War. For all of these reasons, I said, I am taking that really big swing right now. We've been talking about it for weeks. I thought it was completely out of the realm of possibility. I think that Avengers Endgame is going to wind up being the very first movie of all time to cross the $300 million mark opening weekend alone. This is unprecedented. I've never heard so many people, and I'm not just talking about in our little collider bubble, outside of it, basically wake up at crazy hours to buy tickets. Mm. I just, like, I know someone who went to a doctor, a very important doctor appointment this morning and was sitting on his phone <laughs> trying to get tickets, stressing about not getting them. This is a game-changing event, and I think it's going to cross $300 million. Sitting in the middle of a prostate exam, talking about some, hold on, doctor, for a second. Let me, let me, let me, like, let me I hid the details like, there. It's like, let me get, let me get this. I think, it, I, think it, I think I've told you this before when we were on here together. It will definitely do 
that. I can't wait till they come out with the amount that these pre-sales are mm-hmm. because that'll be the telltale sign mm-hmm. right there. Whatever the pre-sale number, we just know everybody's been crashing, everybody's been getting it. Like you said, I've seen people on Facebook from back home in Chicago and everybody was like, I tried to get my tickets, I couldn't, I couldn't. When they release the numbers of how much the pre-sale is, that'll tell you if for sure it's going to hit 300 million. I believe it will anyway. I also, I'm with you. I think it's going to hit it for sure. But that pre-sale number is going to be like, yep, it's a guarantee. I'm also going to double down and be full coy hyperbolic. I think by the five-year round of re-releases that it'll inevitably have, you re-release all these movies, their box offices stack up, you've, you've re-released Titanic how many times, counting that as your re-release money, uh, all those things, I think that this might be the very first movie to hit $3 billion worldwide. With a B, we got with the re-releases. With re-releases, because we got two billion and change and forty-eight million for Infinity War. Yeah, and we've had more of a build-up for this, and I think that with re-releases, we'll get Infinity War will hit like two point five over life, and I think three billion might happen with re-releases for Endgame because this hype is unprecedented. No franchise in history has had twenty-two movies. No franchise in history has lasted eleven years of no studio. No studio. Nothing. Period. This is a first. It's a How TV many show, guys. Movies are there? 25, but not 25. consecutive. I guess not consecutive. But that's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, they've been momentum has been Series, building. Yeah. It's the momentum that I'm implying. Like, this is literally a momentous occasion because nothing is, it's a TV show. This is the series finale of a show. I probably won't get on board with what you just said about $3 billion until one, I see the movie and it's great. But two, that weekend to drop off is a big, big deal. Because, like, that's we gonna say be that the all the time. You can open so, so big, but mm-hmm. if you're front loaded, then that almost doesn't matter for the grand total in the and I've seen so many movies start so, so high. And then, you know, not to completely say that that initial amount mm-hmm. they made is worthless, but it's a pretty significant dip yeah. that'll hurt your overall total. Do you know total. what in, uh, Infinity Wars drop-off was after the first week? I can tell you. Yeah, because I think that'll tell you because the anticipation for Infinity War was just as high. Was, was high. Mm-hmm. This is higher now that we've had Infinity War. Now that we've had Infinity War. So I don't think the drop-off for the second week of this will be anything major. You know, some people are like, oh, to get a 50% drop-off. There's a possibility it may not get that. This is a possibility of this. It's also a matter of getting to the movie theater in a time that works for you. This movie is three hours and two minutes long. Absolutely. So there's going to be a lot of people that if they can't get those five and seven o'clock showings opening weekend, they're not going to. A lot of people aren't going to go at midnight on Saturday and get out at four in the morning, three in the morning. A lot of people aren't going to want to see it at those times. So the second weekend might actually profit off of how long oh, this movie. Yes. Because there's more convenient times. It's not the first big purge. I think it's going to have legs. Now I've heard that a lot of midnight screenings are a lot of the late night screenings are still available, and that is because mm. of the runtime. Of course, three hours, two minutes. Like you said, some people got to go to their cars at three in the morning. You're drained. There's no way you can go to this movie at three, 12 at midnight mm-hmm. without having taken a nap <laughs> before, earlier in the day and actually had levels of caffeine, something to keep you awake. Because no matter how much you're into the film, your body knows you should be asleep at this time. Nope. Unless you are like Koi Jandro and don't sleep. <laughs> and only sleep four hours. <laughs> you got to make days work, guys. 20 hours is not enough for me. Uh, now, one thing I do think could hinder this hitting, I think <clears throat> 2.5 is my comfy low estimate. 2.5 billion, I think it will hit. Uh, one thing that might keep it from the three mark is the fact that it's three hours long because with flipping the cinema and with trailers you're looking at four hours now. So if you're running it 24 hours a day, the most you can run it is six times in one theater. They're probably going to run it five times per house. So five times per house times if you have an, uh, a 16 movie house, they're probably going to cut it down to eight. So you're going to have eight that eight other movies. So five times eight is going to be 40. Mm-hmm. So you're only playing this 40 times a day per theater if it's a big house. That might keep I think they're, actually. But I think they're going to cut down the trailers on this because of that. You, it would only make sense because if you don't cut down the trailers total you run the risk of being close to almost four hours 
because some trailers are long, and sometimes it's a lot of trailers. But what movie doesn't want to be on the movie that's going to make $2 billion? Yeah, I get that. But also, you have to you have to tackle, like, look, I don't... I didn't go see Lord of the Rings in the theaters, so I don't know. So if anybody's in the chat or whatever, let me know. Were there a lot of trailers before those movies? Because remember, those were long films in the theater, and people were doing midnight screenings. Mm -hmm. So that will tell you things like that. I don't think you'll get a lot of trailers. I think you'll get Spider-Man Far From Home. I think you'll get... uh, The new Joker trailer. The new Joker trailer. Probably some Disney stuff. Probably Star Wars. You might get Wars. I don't think you'll get all three. I don't think you'll get all three because of how long it is. I think you'll get six trailers, man. I think you're going to get... I think think, that's going to be... I know Disney wants to make sure you know everything they have coming out. Yeah. But you run the risk of cutting people off at the end of this movie. Numbuts don't change dollars. I think think numbuts are going (laughs) to... I mean, we'll have to see. I mean, we'll have to see, of course. Yeah. No, and I I love that this... I love that we're so excited for the runtime and the amount of money for a movie. We're like, five trailers, six trailers. Which trailers will we see? That's how hype this is. And this is the conversation that happens when movie has 22 movies to build up like this is, this like is a never, but here's the one. problem there's never been a movie with really 22 because bond wasn't in a row right because it wasn't like boom 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 that's boom. that's what i'm saying this, this is one of one this is a one of one so big money on the horizon right here just for the record uh box office mojo is down right now so i can't get rid of it <laughs> but uh there's a reddit post and as we all know going, we all, yeah, really we all trust reddit uh it looks like infinity war had a 55 percent drop weekend too oh it's back i could actually uh no, I can't type that fast. <laughs> One of them can check it for me. But um, if Reddit is correct, it was a 55% drop for a week and two of Infinity War, so, yeah. which considering how much money it made, that is a very minimal drop. Exactly. And that's what I'm saying. We're 55% for Infinity War. I look for it to be 50 if that, if maybe even hit 45, depending on how much. That people, is very low for I know, three I know, I know, I know, I know, and I know. But again, there was one guy I saw. Yeah, it's 55.5%. Okay. I saw one guy who literally said he saw Avengers Infinity War in the theaters over 20 something odd times. He now has an invite to the premiere of Endgame. Oh, wow. Because cause he showed all his ticket stubs. So to say that. Again, if one person can do that, multiple people can't end up doing this. AMC A-List helps that out. Granted, it doesn't count in the ticket sales, but different. You look, know, people will be spending money on this. But yeah, I'm not. I'm not even remotely worried. I'm just wondering <laughs> what records it breaks. That's all it is. It's the records <laughs> that it breaks at the end of the day. Time will tell, and I'm sure even before the movie hits theaters, we're going to hear about more ticket sale records being broken early in the process. These pre-sales right now. So again, like you guys said, very curious to see the official reports on how all of day one went. And probably week one too but now we got to move on to some other stories but before we get there i'm going to remind you we're probably not going to have time for very many twitter questions but we are going to take one or two so send them in right now to collider movie talk all right next story here we're moving on to the joker and we just got the very first poster for the movie which is basically paving the way to the teaser trailer that we're going to get tomorrow but for now let's just dig into this poster first off koi what did you think of this poster is this the kind of imagery you expected them to kick off the campaign with it's a blumhouse poster it's a horror poster oh, wow. it's a thriller poster yes, it, is. it is a low <laughs> budget color. it's a blumhouse poster it's it is a lot of blood in this poster if you look at look at the blood on his chin on his face and it his nose feels like something that could come out of the purge yeah, that's, yes. this, that's yeah. what i was thinking it's literally the blumhouse colors it's the blumhouse shape it's their style of minimalism they do a lot of like single image with a lot of darkness to me this is a blumhouse poster and i love that as a non-horror fan the first thing i thought was oh i'd see this horror movie and that to me was the most striking thing is just the simplicity of this imagery and 
and just the fact that they're trusting you to like it shows the budget to me. Like, it's not flashy. It's not 2019. Mm-hmm. It's not dazzle you with shininess. To me, this reflects the movie we've heard it is. Mark Murren's quotes about it being like a psychological assessment of a mentally ill man and what we've heard about the production itself. This poster speaks so much to me without even a trailer. I was already in because it's Joaquin Phoenix's The Joker, but if this captures the tone of the movie and it's Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, this uh, Aquaman Shazam and this as the three-peat, like, yes! Like, that's what a glorious time to be a DC film fan. I think it's already got the people from the images we saw beforehand. When we first saw Joaquin Phoenix in the makeup, everybody was mm-hmm. like, I am in. We saw the little different uh, little behind-the-scenes deals with him walking out the train and things like that. People were already hooked. This lets you know it gets a little bit more in-depth with this blood on him. Like, we find out how deep the Joker goes. We never saw anything in the pictures mm-hmm. that we see to see how menacing the Joker can be. Seeing blood come out of his nose, that's like a thumbprint or something under his chin. He's been in a fight. He's been in a fight, or or maybe even put his hand on his on his it's face, like a Thanos-sized thumbprint. <laughs> look, look, it's possible. You know, there are big goons in Gotham City, <laughs> but I'm just saying it's different things. Like Coy said, it's a Blumhouse trailer. This is a dark trailer. It doesn't have that high hundred million dollar budget mm-hmm. trailer. And they may have had. I get they didn't have much of a big budget. They may have though. We don't know for sure. I mean, we can find out eventually. But to not put it into this trailer to show you, hey, look, this is what you're getting. We're not going over the top with it. Here's a question for you guys. Given what this poster looks like, we're getting the teaser trailer tomorrow. Which movie do you think it's probably going to be attached to this weekend? Are we talking Shazam or Pet Cemetery? Shazam, for sure. Shazam's scary. Oh, I yeah. think <laughs> Shazam has some scary. Like, you got to run up, the, the seven like, deadly <laughs> David F. Sandberg leans in to his background. Yes, and he like does. The, And this is not a spoiler. It's just it's Jurassic Park level scary. And Jurassic mm-hmm. Park has moments of actual fear. So I think this can kind of work for it. And I also think that people should be aware of that. And I also bring, bring your full family and let them be traumatized because it makes all the money. I want it to make all the money. Uh, but I, I think it can actually live on both. And I think they're not as mutually exclusive as people think they are. And I think that's also a really interesting take on where we are with movies. They should have these lines that blurred so we're not bored of the genre. So this should belong on everything and just shape the trailer so it traumatizes we, a few. We've seen superhero trailers attached to different films before that aren't in the superhero genre. You know, they may be the lighthearted, I get it. Yeah. But this is still considered a comic book film. You know, they may not call it super villain. It's a comic book film. So they'll attach it to different movies just because of what it is. Just the thought of looking at something like this with that kind of blood, though. I mean, thinking about, you know, I mean, you were joking about it. But I mean, really <laughs> yeah, young kids, because young yeah. like I was encouraging my little cousins to go see Shazam. And if there is a <laughs> Joker with blood smeared on his face before that uh, that movie plays, I don't know if they're going to like that very much. And it just kind of ties into what I think we could be getting tomorrow or what I think that this poster is signifying. And it's basically that we're going to get a really brutal spin What's on the who this, this character is. What is the rating is? of this movie, Sophie? Is R- it it's an R-rated As movie? far as I've heard. So it's an R-rated film. Okay, so yeah, this may not go by. Okay, I thought it was PG-13 for a second. It was PG-13. Then yeah. it could. Then it could go with Shazam. If it's R, it's definitely not going with You know where it definitely belongs? Hellboy. Hellboy for sure. Next oh, weekend's Hellboy, R-rated. Go. Like, that's the perfect mix. That's of, the perfect mix. Yeah, it. so an R-rated and Hellboy. That means by Joker. that case, it'll go with Pet Cemetery. Right. So, yeah, if it's R, is it a R- R-rated? I don't think we've heard officially. I've just I been assuming. I don't officially, because one of the last things I had looked up was that it was, like, heading towards an R-rating. But I'm not sure if it was ever confirmed. Okay, yeah, because that, that'll tell you exactly where it goes. If it's PG-13, it's with Shazam. If it's R, it's with Hellboy. But the rating of the movie doesn't necessarily, like, like Deadpool was advertised in front of everything. Deadpool yeah, was that's because they gave 
they didn't give it the Red Man trailer. Right. So, so this could totally have a PG-13 cut of the trailer, and it doesn't affect... It doesn't it. affect anything. You're yeah. absolutely right. So it, it'll all depend, because, I mean, Deadpool was definitely a very heavy-leaning trailer that was on everything. It just seems like they're going for something so drastically different here, and if that is what they are, like, wholeheartedly embracing, mm. I think the trailer is going to reflect that. And I don't necessarily think we're going to, like, wake up tomorrow morning and <laughs> see a Joker trailer for younger moviegoers. But how scary was that scary stories to tell in the dark trailer? Like That's, that's that, a fair point, You know actually. what I mean? And that's going to be on everything, and that trailer scared the crap out of me. Those books are amazing. Imagery, Those yeah. books are so good. But <laughs> the, the, they captured that flavor, and we also had It, which is like, a lot of kids saw it was rated R, but the kid, it, was, it was, we're blurring that line, and the MPAA rating system is a bit flawed, well, so yeah. that's neither here nor well, there. Well, that's because Pennywise scared the hell out of everybody. Yeah. Me included. Young, old, everyone. <laughs> me included. Look, that, but it's those things, like, if you're going to be scared, you're just going to be scared at the end of the day, no matter what. And so, some people have seen comic book movies and seen the characters, the ones that are PG, and seen the characters, and some kids just get scared of them, naturally. It just will happen. So, I just, I want an R trailer for this, if it is R. I want a Red Band trailer so bad. This is a slight tangent, but uh, the, one of the most impressive ad campaigns we've had has been this Godzilla campaign, and that has done a really good job of living on every movie. Like, I, most of the movies I've seen, Godzilla's worked for, and it's a very intense trailer, but it doesn't scare the kids. It also wants the parents are in. Like, it balances that yeah. tone. So if Joker, I'm not saying Godzilla's R, but if Joker can do that thing where it appeases kids and adults, it might be that kind of balance they can walk. Okay, yeah. very briefly, we're going to make some predictions right now. I am betting this trailer comes out tomorrow. It goes hard R and doesn't belong with Shazam, and it winds up being attached to Pet Cemetery, Or at least just like tonally, it will warrant that. I don't know if that's actually the decision they'll make, but I think we're getting a bloody, more horror-based trailer tomorrow. I'll go hard PG-13. You know that new thing that they say? Like, it's a hard <laughs> PG-13 instead of just making it rated R. Okay. I think it's the hard PG-13. I'm going to go. It is going to be a very abstract teaser. It's going to be very vague in its intent. It's going to be scary. It's going to be intense, but they're going to walk the line enough. It'll be on Shazam, but it's not going to give you enough to make it need to not be on Shazam, and we're going to get... It's going to make us want more. It's not going to give us enough to warrant not being there. Okay. So There's our prediction. Artsy trailer is my vote. <laughs> you guys art. can check back tomorrow because we will be covering that new teaser trailer right here on the show and we'll see who wound up being yeah, we'll right. <laughs> uh, we got one more story to hit today before we get to your live Twitter questions. And this is an update on Akira and filming details have finally emerged. So what happened is the California Film Commission announced 18 projects that are going to, that were selected for its tax incentives. And one of them was Akira. So this is a project we've been talking about for a long, long time, and it has never gotten off the ground. So the question is right now, does this tax incentive give you faith that it's really going to happen this time around? At this point in time, Leonardo DiCaprio is on board to produce, and Taika Waititi is still said to be on board to direct. So given the information we have right now, Jay, do you think this is finally Akira's day to become a major live-action motion, movie? Live-action tax sure. credit you wouldn't go that far you wouldn't get you wouldn't apply for it if you're not going to do it i don't think you would um i remember at one point wasn't jordan peele attached to produce this or something like that at one point he was mentioned in doing this i just Perhaps he was approached he was approached okay he was approached like i knew that. his name was somewhere in the mix was, that was very soon after get out came right that's out, what i said i remember that's what i remembered about it so when mm-hmm. i heard leo and Taika, I was like, wait, I know Jordan Peele was mentioned, but it, either way, I think this is officially going to happen. It's going to be interesting how they do this, because remember the controversy with Ghost in the Shell. Mm-hmm. You can't go that way. You're going to really have to play and make sure you do this right. You can't say, oh, someone can play these characters. Right. You're going to have to have them be who they are in the manga. 
because like you said, they're not doing the anime, so they're mm-hmm. going to have to go that route. You cannot change this up. Well, the one thing we have heard recently from Taika Waititi, or maybe not recently, but he did say that they're aiming to adapt the manga rather than the remake, rather than remake the 1988 anime yeah. feature. And on top of that, he'd be casting Asian teenagers in the lead Perfect. roles. Perfect. So he has said that. I would love for this to be the the thing that finally fixes the anime curse. I would love for this to be like I it has all the opportunity because it has all the fan base, it has the legacy. If it can be adapted correctly, this yeah. could be the thing that really cuz the visuals you've had in a lot of movies have been amazing. Like the visuals in in what what just came out? Alita. Uh, Alita were were staggering, yeah. but it, it needs to be both digestible, blockbusterable. It's got to make its money back. like there's so many variables mm-hmm. in a movie like this, but if you've got names like Leonardo DiCaprio attached, you've got Taika Waititi who is just killing it in TV and film. There's hope, and I love the fact that he wants to cast appropriately, but I also think that Leo's been attached to produce like a Captain Planet movie forever, and he's been attached to yeah. other movies that I'm like really I excited about. Captain I want that Captain, Captain Planet, Planet movie. movie I think about it all the time. And I if you don't cast Don Cheadle as Captain Planet, you are missing out. Anytime I like, I see Leo in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I think of Captain Planet. It's a very <laughs> weird thing. I want it that bad, but I think that we've been attached to the things for a long time, and they've not worked out. I'd rather see this not happen than happen badly. I'd rather see this movie done right or not done at all because it's Akira. We like, I still weep about the Dragon Ball Evolution movie that that was pain like you know what i mean like that happened we all were there they dragon ball is so important and akira is even more of a foundation of what anime especially what translates to american audiences Mm -hmm. so do it right or don't do it at all well this uh tax incentive puts a little bit of a ticking clock on it because apparently it expires in six months so within Mm -hmm. six months we're going to know if this iteration of the project actually goes fingers crossed it works out well for everybody all right it is plug time as always, a big movie is coming out, so we're going to cover the crap out of it. And that means you're getting a lot of Avengers Endgame coverage. There are new videos dropping on the channel all the time, so check it out. All about theories, predictions, you name it. Weigh in with your predictions, too, please. Also, Heroes, tomorrow. Koi, what's happening on the show? Uh, we're going to be talking about the Joker poster. We're going to be talking about Avengers Endgame, which you may have noticed is a trend because it is April. It's Avengers Endgame season. Uh, we're going to be talking about the 20,000 comic books that are coming to the DC Universe app. That's right, 20 thousand books uh we also sat down with asher angel and jack dylan grazer of shazam so lots of shazam coverage and then the week after we'll do our 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 spoiler review so no spoilers tomorrow we just just talk to the kids they're amazing uh it's gonna be a great episode and one last plug for you that i'm very excited about if you tuned in yesterday you might already be aware of this we are relaunching collider ladies night and i'm so happy because now the series is going to become a long-form conversation show basically putting the spotlight on ladies in hollywood that you need to know about and one of them has a movie coming out this weekend pet cemetery amy simons she's insanely talented in so many different departments here's a little preview going back to that point in your career like where was your mind at when you were making shorts i accidentally am an actor accidentally and and that was because i started as a as a writer and a filmmaker and i was cheap and i also didn't have to explain things to another actor um and i had very weird ideas and so i was like i'll just do it Check that out bright and early tomorrow morning. All right, Twitter question time. We're running out of time today, but I have a little bit of a cool one-two punch from J. Scotty St. Clair, especially given the conversation we had earlier. I had to go with these questions. So the first one is, if you were granted scroll shapeshifting abilities, what's the first way you would use them? 
Oh, okay. Here we go. I already know. Oh, that. you have an idea. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You've thought about this. Hell yeah. Listen, <laughs> I would turn myself into my son's mother, go down to the child support court, say my, that Jay Washington does not need to be on child support anymore. He takes care of his son and does what he needs to do. Then I would turn back to myself and then want, have my son's mother wonder what the hell just happened. That is what I would do. Wow. I have that planned out in my head already, like for you're, real. You're making me change my ideas now. Because, like, I was going to make, like, a light, fun thing and say I was telling you guys how I'm not able to, like, lift weights and CrossFit because I'm, like, super frail. <laughs> like, I would just turn into, like, a bulkier person just to see what it feels like. Or I would want to be a tall person just ooh, to see ooh. what it feels like and just to see that vantage point. Yeah, you saw me in Shazam's comic book shopping. It has a, has a struggle. Uh, I... It's strange, but I, I think that there's so much amazing about celebrity that doesn't get love because there's so many negative stories because of like this sensationalized cancer cancel culture um so I'd love to be able to turn into celebrities for Make a Wish kids, like to to like a, like a, you know John wow. Cena does like 400 of these a year because he somehow manages. But so many kids don't get to meet their heroes, and I think it'd be really cool to be able to turn into anyone that's someone's hero. And like one of the big reasons I love doing this is connecting with people. So it'd give me the opportunity to connect to people that want to connect to that person that might not get the chance. So I think I'd try to be uh you know like a like a Make the Wish scroll. Can I hug you? <laughs> make a Wish scroll. I'd rob a bank, obviously. But no, <laughs> damn. <laughs> No, but I think I think that a lot of people need more love, and I think that really for, no, mine was personal. Shout out to the chat. They was like, "Damn, Jay!" But Quinn was, was so heartfelt. Quinn was like, "I'll go see all the Make a Wish kids. I'll make them feel." Comfortable. I think it'd be great to go to the hospital. And then I'll go rob a bank. Jeez. I felt like I was too heartfelt, and I had to. No, I, I think that going to the children's hospitals, like what I love about the Avengers and what I love about these superhero movies, is these people are real heroes. Like Gal Gadot going to hospital as Wonder Woman. Like, yeah, those that's opportunities. Beautiful. I'd love to do that for these kids, and if their schedules don't allow it, I would be a, a rent a scroll. <laughs> that is really beautiful, though. I'll, I'll spin it back around and get selfish for a second. I'll turn into Jason Blum. I'll call myself in for a meeting and sign myself on to direct the next Blumhouse movie. <laughs> you, okay, I'll be like, I see, you signed it. Since we did lighthearted ones, I would turn myself into Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Literally would log on to Mr. J. Washington's Instagram, make a video as Dwayne Johnson <laughs> saying, hey, you guys, I appreciate Jay Washington here. Why don't you go ahead and follow him everywhere on Twitter, social media, and the Rock, make sure you tell him that The Rock sent you. If you smell, I would do all of that. Then log out my phone, turn back to normal, and act like, oh, my God, The Rock <laughs> loves me. The three, like, maybe most Hollywood answers is, like, charity, studio, social media. Like, it's just such a funny, like, the microcosm of L.A. just happened oh, as scrolls. Boy, that was interesting, and hopefully we'll get more interesting <laughs> answers here. Um, Jay Scotty Sinclair also asked, if you were on the Cree Empire capital planet of Hala, who would the supreme intelligence represent itself as to you? Patrice O'Neill. Legendary comedian Patrice O'Neill. Okay. <laughs> Now, look, y'all got to think. I know these asses. Look, Patrice O'Neill would tell me stop. stop. He would cuss me out a couple of times, but then he'd tell me what I need to hear. Okay. What What was the definition of how it represented? Was it? It was somebody the closest person to you. Okay. Or or was it someone like she didn't know hers? She, didn't she couldn't her. understand. She, she couldn't, couldn't remember. Oh, okay. So she just couldn't remember. It was the closest person to her, and because she was Marvell. Right. Um. I, think- I mean. I think I'd have to go with my sister. Okay. She's like the voice of reason in my head lately, (laughs) too. So I feel like that would be like a very healthy supreme intelligence relationship for Mm -hmm. me to have. So considering she's the person I'm probably closest to in this world, and then she also has really good advice, I think I'm I'm pretty set with that. (laughs) I'm really close to both my mom and dad. Like they're they're 
my like my family's super tight knit, so I, it, it would be one of the two. And I feel like they both give very different advice. So I feel like it might change depending on what I sought out because it would like my dad is very get things done, and my mom's like live your life and have fun. So that's why I talk about comics for a living. But like I think that the blend of whatever I needed, it'd be aware of, and I'd be able to play between the two. I just want to hug you this I just, whole episode. <laughs> I feel like, like you're in it. Yo, my mom had me at 16 and I didn't end up messed up. My mom was a teen mom. I'm and glad then, like, you made sure you said the part I didn't end up messed up. But that's what I'm saying. It's like, how crazy Coy, is that to have Coy, a teen mom me, that lands it okay? Aww, this is how we make cool this. Is that? <laughs> like, that's some magic. So, and then like, my dad swoops in when he was 18 and chose to have a child. Like, I was two and my dad was 18. He's like, no, I'm going to adopt that kid. Like, my parents are so impossibly perfect that I would hope that the intelligence would just rep them. Well, thank your parents on our behalf because we are so happy to have you on. Seriously, though, you guys are such a freaking Thank delight. So Thank you for being here for Movie Talk today. Where can everybody find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, at Mr. J. Washington, my YouTube channel, J-A-Y Washington 8-0, and check out the Mad Titan podcast. I get you caught up on everything that's happening in the Marvel and DC live-action cinematic universes. It's Barbershop Talk for Nerds, so come on, check it out. What you got, Koi? <laughs> uh, you can have me down on at Koi Jandro, at C-O-Y-J-A-N-D-R-E-A-U on Instagram and Twitter. Comic Book Shopping is live right now, so be sure to check that out. Also, Collider Heroes every Wednesday, and I did a uh, magazine cover for Rogue Magazine with Asher Angel of Shazam, and I did the Junket for Nerdist over there, so anything Shazam, keep an eye out for me because I love that movie and I am going to pimp it until I can't. Alright, I'll throw in one last nod to Collider Ladies Night. It's a very important series to me, so check it out bright and early tomorrow morning. Then tweet at me. Let me know what you think about it. Maybe who would be a great subject to approach on another episode. I am all ears. Adam in the booth, thank you so much for all your hard work. You rock. Guys, please do not forget to like and share this episode of Collider Movie Talk and tell everybody you know about the show in podcast form as well. You can take it with you on the road for a run you choose we will see you tomorrow 4 p.m pt live for a brand new episode napa know-how get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned napa because right now when you order from napa online you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply. It's that little chico, Pete Boom, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 